0: It's an exciting week. This is the last week for the Miami Dolphins before their summer vacation and before they open training camp in late July. This is the last week for star of the show Adam Beasley to be podcasting with caddy of the show Armando Salguero. And so this is a week of last, and there's no drama, Adam, no <laughs> drama whatsoever, as we start this final pod between you and I.
1: Yeah, so let's full disclosure here. Let's set the scene for our listeners. Uh, as we're taping this, it's 926 Tuesday morning. Uh, we will be in about two and a half hours. We'll be sitting down at uh, the Davy headquarters to watch the first of two minicamp practices. And uh, we learned just 26 minutes ago that the Dolphins' best player will not be there.
0: That's uh, that's a little
1: jarring when you
0: think of <laughs> it that way, don't you think? Yeah. The Dolphins' best player who has not participated in the off-season conditioning program, has not participated in the OTAs, will not participate in the mandatory minicamp as of this morning, according to... Brian Flores, which opens them up for fines in excess of ninety thousand dollars if he misses all three days and opens
1: everything up to
0: drama.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is something that you and I and and anyone who's been on the beats knows been percolating for a minute. And there were rumors back in October that he wasn't happy and that he wanted out and maybe wanted out or would be okay with a trade or, depending on who you talk to, was totally fine and loved the Dolphins and nothing was wrong at all and was going to be a member of the organization for years. Uh, The truth was probably somewhere in the middle that he wanted a raise, that he wasn't going to go public with it at the time. Well, this is going public with it, right? This is the first time since all this – shenanigans began eight months ago 10 months ago whenever it was that we have confirmation all on the record confirmation as to what's going on because x would always dance around it when we talked to him and the dolphins would always say oh you know we love x we want to make it happen well that's not happening right now and uh why don't you give us a brief recap of what brian flores said because with each question the answers were more I, in my mind uh, eye-opening that the more he said the more i thought oh my goodness there's something here
0: well i will be happy to give you the brief recap while i run a victory lap because <laughs> ready set victory lap begins now go okay. I'm so it. back last season losing my breath already back last season uh the miami herald reported uh, uh that Xavier Howard was unhappy with his contract uh, and in the offseason would be asking for a raise or a renegotiation uh, because he was not uh, happy with his contract that he had just signed basically. (laughs) And the reason for that uh, is victory lap is because the Dolphins went ahead and paid Byron Jones, who comes from the Dallas Cowboys, uh, uh, victory lap going, uh, more money than what Xavier Howard is making. Uh, and Xavier Howard was in the middle of a 10-interception season that made him an all-pro <laughs> and the most productive cornerback in the NFL, and he had been that before. Byron Jones arrived at the Miami Dolphins, uh, and it was going to be interesting in the offseason, and here we are,
1: and here we are. Uh, I think that was excellent. First of all, you know, if you need to call a medical physician, uh, I understand you sound like that was taxing, but if you're okay, we we can continue with the show. Um, I think we need to go back a little bit farther. I think we need to go back to spring of 2019 when the extension was signed. Because, yes, uh, uh, Brian Flores rightly pointed out that Xavier Howard's only one year into his, his extension. That's true, but he signed the contract two years ago. And why did he sign the contract, which at the time, by the way, Armando, made him the highest paid cornerback in the NFL? why did he sign the contract at that time that didn't have huge money at the end of the deal? I think he's only going to make like 10, 11, 12 million dollars in base salary over the last four years. And I say only because I would love a fraction of that um, because he was on the last year of his rookie deal in 2019 that uh, was paying him, I don't know, maybe a million, two million $2 million, not very much. Keep in mind also <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, it wasn't yes. very much. Yeah. Uh, um, keep in mind also that he had he had and continues to have an injury history. That uh, you know he got a good chunk of guaranteed money and a, and a, and, a, and what was, ended up being a six year deal, despite I think at the time coming off a pretty significant knee injury. So and the Dol- the Dolphins, even though they didn't control his rights in 2020, could have applied the franchise tag to him. So they could have had his services in 2019 and 2020 for something like, I want to say, $16 million max total. So it, certainly Xavian had incentive at the time to do that deal, and that's why it came in when it did. Well, the next year, this is before the pandemic, mind you, the next year, uh, you know, the <laughs> way up, This, you know, the. in, in fact, they paid what Byron Jones, they paid him, and free agency of 2020. Is that correct? I want to make sure my timeline is right. Last year, Xavier Howard's first year. And that was when, when that contract was done, that was before the full scope of the pandemic was known and how much it would just cripple the league financially. So they were operating under a 200 and some odd million dollar salary cap then, which is, you know, which was since been drawn back precipitously because of all, you know, all that was going on. So, Yes, under, I understand completely Xavier's gripe that he is the best player on the team. He might be the best defensive player in the NFL, and he's the second highest paid corner on the team. But I also get Brian Flores' very good point today is how many contracts do you hear get torn up and redone one year into it with four years left? And that's where I think X is kind of stuck. He's not going to retire, guys. He's, he's what, 26 years old, 27 years old. He's in the prime of his career. He is not going to retire. And all he's going to do between now and the start of the regular season is cost himself money. Because if the Dolphins really want to play hardball, they can. They can fine him this week. As you said, it'll be $90,000 for the give or take for the entire week. And if they get to August, isn't it like 50 grand a day? I mean the, the the training camp fines are just astronomical. He could lose a ton of money if he actually sits out training camp, and then you can get to the start of the regular season, and the Dolphins will still say, "Hey, if you if you don't want to be here, retire." But we have your rights for another four years. Maybe after this season, we'll think about doing something new. But I think they're very, I think the franchise is very concerned about the precedent it'll set, no matter the qu- the quality of the player. That if 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 they are seen to be able to be worked for big money just two years after a new contract that made him the highest paid player of the position of all time. If if, if they bend here, where else would they bend in the future?
0: All right. So I think you know and our listeners know I have no bias one way or the other in this situation. So I think I'm a fair and honest broker as to the view of the situation. And this is my view. Yes, Brian Flores was absolutely correct this morning when he said this is unique because he is only one year into his contract and he wants a a renegotiation, except that it's not unique because if I'm not mistaken, one year into his contract – the Miami Dolphins renegotiated Kyle Van Noy's contract by dumping him, <laughs> and suddenly the fifty-seven million dollar contract that Kyle Van Noy uh, agreed to signed, moved to South Florida, bought a house, expected to be here the next four years. One year and you're gone, brother. Goodbye. And now you're you're, you know, out on the street. So the idea that players shouldn't be able to renegotiate a contract, I say to you, a team renegotiates contracts all the time. All the time. They okay. they yes. they change their direction all the time. And so How come one can do it and the other can't? By the way, not every player can undertake this because they don't happen to be perhaps the best player at their position in the entire league and the best player on the team and a major reason why the team is successful. Xavier and Howard is all of those.
1: I I, I have some leverage. I agree. I certainly agree with all the points you made. Here would be a slight quibble. Xavier Howard's issue then shouldn't be with the Miami Dolphins. It should be with the Players Union who negotiated a CBA that allows teams an escape hatch after one year of a four-year, whatever it was, $55 million contract. Because the, the the standard operating procedure of the NFL is there's no guaranteed money except guaranteed money, Right. And so the Dolphins were, were when they cut Kyle Van Noy as as ruthless as that probably was to, to Kyle, uh, and as you know as brutal as a sign it might show to other players in the in the locker room that you're one bad year away from not even a bad year just a decent year a mediocre year away from being on the streets. Um, they were, they they operated within the framework of how the NFL operates. Like that that is yes it's 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 a brutal reality what you're talking about, but it's how things go in the NFL because of the CBA. Now, when they renegotiate the CBA another eight years, maybe maybe they do away with non-guaranteed contracts. I can't see that in a league with a hard salary cap and also the prevalence of injuries they have that this league has. I, that would stun me if that's the case, but maybe it's the case. Maybe, maybe in 2030, the new CBA does away with non-guaranteed contracts. Uh, but in today's reality, the Dolphins just acted under the rules in which the CBA not only allows for but encourages.
0: Yeah, no, Howard, I, w-
1: w- What he's doing is something different. I mean, no, that no.
0: It, no, no, no. He's not doing anything different. He also is reacting under the rules of the CBA contract, and the rules allow him to sit out if he wants. By the way, the rules also allow him to report and be a – Disaster in the locker room mm-hmm. for the team. Mm-hmm. So that's allowed in the CBA. And so his quibble is not with the CBA or the NFLPA or the NFL. His quibble is with the contract and the Miami Dolphins. And that at that at that orbit is where it's gonna get settled. Because yeah, the Dolphins, they can do things. But guess what? The player can do things too. And neither party wants that to happen. That's the reason that Brian Flores didn't get in front of us today and say, Xavier Howard has a contract. He needs to come in, and that's that. Mm -hmm. Because he understands that there's a gray area, there's a nuanced margin there where he doesn't want his team blown
1: up. Totally. By the best player
0: on the team, no less.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I get that. Again, um, <laughs> I, I'm all for players getting all the money that they can and using powers of persuasion. But just from an organizational standpoint, I can't see how they can justify giving someone a raise two years after he signed a six-year extension. I, 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 Why not? If- because the precedent is now set that any player, say your starting quarterback uh, signs, say Tua is incredible the next two years, and he signs what, what at the time is the richest quarter, uh, contract ever for a quarterback, paying him $55 million a year. I mean, let's just say that happens. And then the salary cap goes up 200% the next year, and he wants to sit out because he's not paid on that schedule. I think that was Flores's point, is that the market is reset every single year. And that's just kind of the economics of the sport. And so Xavier Howard did not have to, in 2019, agree to a contract extension. He didn't. He could have, he could have bet on himself and said, hey, look, you know, the, the, the market is the, – the cap is going to continue to grow. We had no idea what coronavirus was. That was six months before the first word of it came out. We had no idea what, what COVID was in, in the spring of 2019. So in his mind, he might have thought, hey, look, yes, I'm going to play under this crappy final year of my deal now, and they're going to franchise me next year. And they might even franchise me, me the year after that. So that'll be over the next three years, I'll make over $30 million bucks, And then I'll enter a market in which the salary cap is $250 million. And I'll just come off an all-pro season, and I can really cash in. X made the decision, I think it was a smart one, to be honest, to take the money he could at the time. I think that was real, not brilliant, but I think it was very wise of him to not play out that long game. But he added well within his rights to force himself into the market, and then really see what he he was worth. He had that choice.
0: All I'm saying is that this uh, tact, this path that he is going is not available to any player, and it doesn't set a precedence to any player because any player is not the best player in the entire league at his position, and any player is not the best player on the team. You yourself said Xavier Howard is the best player on the team, Mm -hmm. and it could be argued successfully, I think, that he's the best cornerback in the NFL. I'm sure that Jalen Ramsey would say otherwise. I'm sure other guys, Stephon Gilmore, might say otherwise. Stephon Gilmore, who, by the way, is also sitting out uh, Patriots. Do mini-
1: <laughs> you see his contract? Oh, that is, uh, now that so is an
0: the point uh, I would sit out if I was Stephon Gilmore.
1: That is an embarrassment.
0: So the point is, hey, by the way, uh, if the Dolphins are worried about precedent, here's the precedent. Uh, we do this, we make nice, everybody's happy, and the next guy that comes to you, I want a raise because I signed a contract a year ago and um, the deals have gone up with my position. The follow-up question is, are you the best player on our team and are you the best player at your position in the entire league? And if the answer is no, end of
1: precedence. hmm uh, I I I think you. That's an excellent point. I'm also curious as to whether the Dolphins want to put more guaranteed money into a player with an injury history that has that's had
0: interesting.
1: Yeah. that that right. has had that has had some issues with law enforcement now he the charges against him were dropped from a couple years ago but he hasn't had a pristine personal history he hasn't so anything about that (laughs) so it's very easy to google so um that that to me might be a contributing factor that hey we 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 kind of got lucky with x last year that his his knee finally held up and wow he is an incredible incredible talent when he's healthy and on the field for, for 16 games, and it'll be 17 games this year. But can we count on that? Is it, Certainly the first three years of his career, three, four years of his career, suggested, man, maybe you can't. Uh, but I think that is a factor. Well, Armando, we've got to take a quick break, and and I do think that, that, that X will end up being a Miami Dolphin this year. But on the other side of that break, uh, we should discuss, well, what if this gets ugly, and what if maybe the Dolphins do have to move on and and what possibilities might exist for them uh, if a trade is considered. We will discuss that when we return.
0: What if it gets ugly? <laughs> Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, The Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix Live event happening May 5th.
1: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. Let's get the poster said See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie. Critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because yeah. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May third. it PG thirteen. Uh, yes, it is ugly-ish right ugly ish. Ugly. It's not ugly yet. I mean.
0: Gotta get.
1: Uh, David cantor going on the record and ripping the Miami Dolphins would get ugly, right? David uh, cantor's the agent for Xavier howard i mean it's it's uncomfortable now, and it's certainly a thing now. It's not ugly right now. That's not the ugliest uh
0: David Cantor is you know Xavier Howard's agent
1: mm-hmm. and
0: he gets on the record like you said and and rips the dolphins. The dolphins will survive. That. That's a one day thing. Here's you want the, the ugliest. Mm-hmm. Xavier Howard reports. And for the next X number of days, get it? X number of days? <laughs> X number of days, he becomes um the poster boy for Don't Don't Trust the Miami Dolphins. Don't Don't trust what your coaches tell you. Don't practice hard. Don't risk yourself to injury because, oh, by the way, I have a – I think I have a glute that is sore, and I'm not practicing. And that in the locker room among his peers who see him as indeed a great player – and understand the idea of do what you can to get the most that you can, that would become ugly for the organization because it sows the seeds of discontent from within. David Cantor is outside. Xavier Howard in the locker room doing those things unhappy, and everybody sees it, and everybody understands it. And by the way, the players in there – kind of commiserate with it, that's bad for the coaching staff and the entire organization. Uh,
1: I, I get it. That would be very ugly. I don't know if the, the organization can operate from a position of fear from that happening because, again, uh, any player can basically hold the organization hostage. If you don't give me what I want, I'm going to go into the locker room and destroy this team. I mean, again, that's that is a tough for, for 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 a team who, again, just gave him a ton of money two years ago. Let's not act like Xavier Howard is historically underpaid. He's still paid like a top fifteen cornerback. Certainly, he's better than a top fifteen cornerback, but it's not like he's on. He's got two years left of a rookie deal, and he's a seventh round pick, and he's going to make the league minimum the next two years. I mean, he's still making a solid chunk of change. Uh, it's if you're the let, Dolphins, let me ask you this. Let me yeah. ask you this. So you've been on
0: the Dolphins beat for a decade. Mm -hmm. And you've done outstanding work. I think. And the Miami Herald decides we're going to hire, you know, another guy to help you on the Dolphins aside from Salgero and Barry Jackson.
1: (laughs) And that guy,
0: Adam, uh, you know, who was somewhere else, but probably wasn't breaking as many stories as you. Uh, and probably doesn't write as well as you, he's going to make more than you. Mm-hmm. So you're good with that, right?
1: No, of course I'm not good with it. And I would do whatever I can to get more money out of the team, I, I mean, out of the the organization. Of course I would. But I wouldn't burn the newspaper to the ground.
0: I mean, <laughs> that, there's, that,
1: there's there a difference. You think, you think I would burn you the, the newspaper to the ground?
0: You would. You would be collecting matchsticks from the second you found out good point. that dude's or, or gal's salary
1: figures. <laughs> good point. It's probably why, uh, you know, uh, good guys finish last because I don't have that, like, killer instinct. Like, I wouldn't be able to, like, to, to, to do that. I I, I And, again – I don't think in the end of the day X is going to do that. I don't know if he he'll probably Okay. You you think he you think he might torch the locker room? <laughs>
0: well, um I would not discount it because even if he doesn't try it can com- it can come out. It can come out. Uh mm-hmm. it, it, in passing comments You know, players talk about their contracts and their futures and what they're thinking about. And players who are on contract years, they talk to other players about what should I do? What was your experience? It doesn't, it doesn't move a player one iota to say, "Dude, watch out with this organization," because look what they've done to me. And that. What seems like a mundane comment can affect and affects the mindset of at least one more player and possibly more, whoever
1: is in earshot. right. no, i I, I get that. I, I I do get that. I wonder how many players honestly have a ton of sympathy for him. I mean, everybody, <laughs> you think?
0: I, I'm serious. every When have you ever it's rare. It's like it's like man bites dog. Uh, such as the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Le'Veon Bell situation, where teammates turn on other teammates in contract disputes. Mm-hmm. It's it's almost unheard of. Normally it's get paid, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, do all that you can because they're all in that boat, all of them.
1: I wonder how much of this – the locker room sees this as performative, that certainly Zavian is absolutely – it, well within his rights to ask for money, and he deserves more money because he's the best player on the team, as we've all discussed. It's not that simple as we, we've walked through. But they also think, hey, this is his problem, not mine. Well, I,
0: I don't know. I mean, I assume all of them think that way at you know at the core because they're all individuals.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: – that's not Chris Greer's viewpoint, and that can't be Brian Flores' view- viewpoint. Their viewpoint has to be what is in the best interest of the team. And so that's that. That's where it gets really interesting, because is the best interest of the team to pay Xavier and Howard and set that precedence, like you said, and... You know, kind of like make this go away, but it hurts your salary cap or is the best interest of the team to one of two things, uh, hold the line and, and be a hardliner and say, you know, play or you're, you know, you're, you're retired mm-hmm. or the third option obviously is Xavier and Howard becomes available in trade.
1: Yeah, that's, that was going to be my neck, my next question. And again, we're, we're 26 minutes into this, so I don't hope listeners think that this was exactly the the thought we went to, but it has to be a thought. It has to be a thought of what, if this cannot be resolved in a way that mo- makes both sides happy and is a tenable, good working relationship, what's the deadline in your mind to, 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 to find, you know, because again, <laughs> it's not as simple as, hey, you've got a first round pick. Give me the first round pick for Xavier Howard. You have to find a team with the cap space right now that can absorb his contract and a raise, by the way, because anyone who trades for Xavier Howard knows the baggage that comes with it. That he wants more money. He wants to be the highest paid corner in the NFL for the second time in his career. That's what, that's what he wants. It's not just as, as simple as, oh, okay, you know, the, the, the Broncos, give me your first round pick and here's Xavier Howard and we'll call it a day. So, when when do you think that those conversations would begin in earnest? And what do you think could be done at this point in in the calendar? Because keep in mind the salary cap got got crushed by the pandemic.
0: Right. Well, not now. Not yet. Uh, Xavier Howard may or may not report at some point during this mini camp, which is mandatory. I doubt that he will. Once he once you take that step, it's very few people that actually, you know back out Rashad Jones did a couple of years ago but only because the team promised him promised him that by the end of the year he'd have a, a a new deal and by the way Rashad Jones did the same thing didn't he he wasn't one year in but he was two years in and he got a raise two years in and so Xavier Howard was on the team when that happened so, uh, <laughs> oh,
1: I would love to see the, the, the group text chain from the 2017 Dolphins defensive backfield. <laughs> yeah, he
0: saw this happen. So, I, I, I get it. it he, it's the same playbook, kind of. But when training camp begins, and now we're maybe 10 days in, and there's no Xavier Howard, and now he's crossed the Rubicon of, look, I've already incurred so much in fines that it doesn't matter whether I come in or not anyway. I need a a pay bump. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's just the the fact of the matter and the media, you reporters are are asking all the time, you know, whether or not someone's at my door. No. Whether or not uh you know the What's the deal with Xavier Howard for the daily Xavier Howard update? That's uh, that's rough, dude. That that's that's the that is the um, the watershed moment where teams start to think. I wonder if it's better to get rid of this guy. <sighs> hey, I have ch- hold on a minute. I need to. I, can we pick yeah. up? I need no, to you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll just talk
1: for the next two minutes. How's that sound? Well, we've got 10 minutes to go, no? <laughs> we do have 10 minutes to go. So I'll, I'll, I'll talk for a couple minutes, and when you come back, you come back. How's that sound? Okay. All
0: right. I'll so
1: as, as, I as, Armando, in, <laughs> as Armando gets his new whirlpool, uh, yeah, I, 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 have, I have a couple of thoughts on the matter. Um, the, Brian Flores is a strong-willed coach, and we learned that at a pretty early uh, you know, time in our, in, in, in our time covering him. And he said about Rashad Jones, who was holding out, uh, there are no sacred cows. He he's sk- he's skipped the uh, voluntary stuff. And I asked, you know, is Rashad Jones going to be automatic starter when he comes back? Keep in mind, this, this is a year after Rashad Jones had a huge blow up with the coaching staff over being, he was platooned uh, for a time and he did return, refused to return to a game. So there was some already some baggage there with Rashad. And, and and I asked Flo after you know Rashad had skipped the spring if he you know he was guaranteed a starting job and his answer was there there are no sacred cows and I think he really believes that I think uh I, I think Flo is an old school coach he he learned from the old school coach and Bill Belichick who learned from the oldest school coach in Bill Parcells so I, I do think that there's still an element of that to him but but here's another thought uh. The Dolphins have dealt with players that have not wanted to be here before, and they already have actually set another precedent in, 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 in the form of Minka Fitzpatrick. Minka Fitzpatrick was a defensive backfield who did not feel appreciated and best used by the team. Now, his, his beef wasn't over money. His beef was over his role within the secondary, and he was a free safety play, asked, asked to play strong safety in a, in a lot of situations and, and take on tight ends and sometimes – offensive tackles and just getting blown up as you know 205 pounds or whatever his weight was um you remember that was also 2019 2019 was a very eventful year for the Dolphins secondary secondary so in 2019 Minka kind of let it be known that he wasn't exactly thrilled his mother let it be known on Twitter that he wasn't exactly thrilled with how uh, with how the Dolphins were using him and he essentially went to the team and said, You know, I, I want out. I'll get me out of here. And and the Dolphins in that situation, they complied. They 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 they, they got a first round pick for Minka, which I believe they, they they flipped into Austin Jackson. I believe that was the Steelers pick, was the eighteenth pick in two thousand twenty. That was the Austin Jackson pick and the Texans the Texans pick, which the Dolphins ultimately traded back from the, the mid twenties, to, I think thirty was Noah Igbenogany. So, but the Dolphins did get a first round pick for Micah Fitzpatrick. We'll see if um, Austin Jackson plays at the level that Fitzpatrick has. Fitzpatrick has been a multiple Pro Bowler, I believe. He's been on an All Pro team. He had consideration, I believe, for Defensive Player of the Year in 2020. He was a spectacular. He's been a spectacular player for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, but the Dolphins have shown a willingness and openness. To, 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 to comply, and I think I'll have to go back and look up the exact quote, but I'm pretty sure the when, when Flores was asked about this, he essentially said, look, we don't want guys who don't want to be here. I'm coming! He, you're coming back. Speaking of guys that don't want to be here, Armando did not want to hear my last five minutes soliloquy, which is fine. I mean, it was me gas bagging for, for five minutes, but that's fine. Are you back, Armando? Can you hear me?
0: I got my new dishwasher.
1: <laughs> Congratulations! Is it is it installed already? Because I feel like I've been talking for an hour and a half.
0: No, it's not installed. The installer. This is how it works when you go to one of those uh, home stores. They mm-hmm. they get you with the delivery, and then the installation is separate. So, oh,
1: y- yep, yep, yep. As a as a guy who's just had two bathrooms done, uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Well, to recap, uh, a five minutes of bloviating. I was just saying this two, two factors consider Armando. One, Brian Flores is a strong-willed coach. But two, he has, speaking of precedent, he has set the precedent of when a very good player doesn't want to be here anymore, he accommodates them and moves on. And that was Minka Fitzpatrick, right? I think Kenny Stills, he wasn't at the level of Minka. We've seen the Dolphins say, okay, you know what? You might be an invaluable player to us, but if you're a pain in the neck and you don't want to be here, we'll move on. So maybe X sees that precedent and X on that.
0: That's, that's a fair point. That's a very good point. We're in a different situation, aren't we?
1: Mhm.
0: I mean, in 2019, the Dolphins were in sell-off mode and they could basically trade, you know, Dan Marino's statue if they wanted to, and no one would have said boo because they were they were talking about One and 15, two and, you know, two and 14. Flo got them to five and 11, but no one cared and people were actually rooting for losses. Uh, 2021, I think you'll agree, the Dolphins are in a different place and it's three year three and you gotta make the playoffs, Brian Flores. Um, you don't make the playoffs in 2021. By trading away your your best player, do you?
1: No, you don't. Unless that best player gets you
0: Aaron Rodgers.
1: Well, there was another name I was thinking of, but Aaron Rodgers works really well too. What was the other name I was thinking of? Armando. Uh. 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 Tom Brady. Uh, I think he's pretty set in 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 Tampa Bay.
0: Deshaun
1: Watson? Oh, there's the name I was thinking of. It's amazing. We I feel like two weeks ago or three weeks ago we you, you brought up the idea of maybe that's not dead and yeah. I kinda chuckled and I was like, Ah right, yeah, I understood, but a lot's gotta happen. Well I think one of the things that has to happen is your best player gets disgruntled with a franchise and refuses to report to work. That's that's one of the pieces that, that one of the dominoes that might need to fall. And uh I don't know if if if, if X makes a noose of himself. But again, all of this is predicated on Deshaun Watson being cleared and resolving his legal issues. Which is still far from certain. And I like
0: Aaron Rodgers more.
1: Yeah. Um do you I mean, like I do. okay? Well, sure. One's won an MVP or multiple MVPs in a Super Bowl, and one has not. But Aaron Rodgers, uh, Aaron Rodgers has a horizon that's a lot closer than Deshaun Watson. Correct. Uh, and one's thirty-four, one's twenty-six, or something like that. Right. But
0: yeah. Also, one not likely to go to jail anytime
1: soon. Other, mm. we don't know. Fair points. These are all fair points. But yeah, so I think that the Dolphins fan base could get their head in a place where they're okay to move on from Xavier and Howard and his contract demands if it gets them the Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers.
0: Oh, no. The fan base, I think, you know, it's going to be interesting to measure the fan base, don't you think, Bees? Um, because typically they are, well, whoever. If he doesn't like it here, screw him. Mm-hmm. Ah, mm-hmm. ah, Get out of here. Uh, five minutes ago, they were like wearing the Xavier Howard jersey you know, to bed. So uh, the fan base, I think, turns on players very quickly. It's going to be interesting to to measure how the fan base reacts now.
1: Yeah, it, it, it is. Uh, I, I think um, there will be a, 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 certainly a, a vocal segment of that fan base that will be what you're saying: "Oh, oh, screw him! He's 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 being a greedy player." I think some might roll their eyes and say, "Come on, man, really." It's year two of a six-year extension, really. I mean, what's, come on. But they'll also say, hey, as soon as you come back and play for us, we love you and we're going to scream as loud as forever. And some will be totally supportive of them. Some will say, look, I, the NFL is a rigged game. It's, 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 it's totally unfair to the players the way that it's set up. And uh, there, needs to be, there need to be players in the, on the vanguard of this fighting for every dime they can get because hopefully it will lead to structural change in how the league is run. I think think I'm in
0: that that third camp, Adam. That third camp? Yeah.
1: I've I've, I've always thought you were a man of the people, Armando.
0: No. I'm a man of practicality. He's the best player on the
1: team. (laughs) (laughs) That's
0: as simple as that.
1: Yeah. Fun. Well, it'll give you something to discuss with Barry Jackson or whoever they get to replace me uh, on the next time you do this podcast. But I'm out of here, guys. After uh, nine years in the beat, this will be my last podcast. It kind of kind of is, is a bittersweet moment. Certainly, I've, I've loved doing this with you, Armando. I've loved working with you. But you're going to see me at like half the Dolphins games because I live in South Florida. I'm going to go to Dolphins games.
0: Well, I, I, I must say to you that I'm going to miss you. I wish you nothing but great success. I am certain that you will have that great success. Uh, it has been a blessing uh, being with you the last uh, decade or so and you know I couldn't